HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. Broadcasting live from Roberta's in Bushwick, Brooklyn, you're listening to HeritageRadioNetwork.com. Whole Foods Market creates win-win partnerships with our suppliers, and we love to tell their stories. Simply Grazing Organic Farm, a family-owned operation, provides some of the highest standards in animal welfare around. Their 100% grass-fed beef comes from cows grazing outdoors with very little interference from the husband and wife team behind them. Come have a taste in one of our six Manhattan locations. Hey, hey, happy new year out there. It's a wonderful... Fresh New Year, 2012, and this is uh, let's see, I, just uh, <laughs> this, not a good way to start the new year with a little mouth uh, blurble. Um, anyway, this is uh, let's eat in. I'm your host Kathy Airway, and uh, Heritage Radio Network is housed at Roberta's Pizza, where it's a nice, chilly, windy January Monday. Um, maybe you've made some uh, New Year's resolutions. Um, I hope that maybe one of them has to do with giving more to your community, uh, doing some charitable efforts. And uh, I'm inspired by our guest today who has been doing just that for um, how many years? Four years. Four years. This is Pastor Ann Cansfield from Greenpoint Reformed Church. Thanks so much for being here. Thanks for having me. Cool. So um, the food pan- uh, the food pantry and soup kitchen at Greenpoint Reformed Church is what we're talking about. has been running for four years um, led by you. And how did it start exactly? Well, my partner and I are uh, co-pastors at the church, and we live above the, the building of the church. And so um, it means that we're around the building a lot. And a lot of people were uh, ringing the doorbell at all hours um, because they were hungry. And people across, uh, across America have a sense that when you're hungry, if you're in need, if you show up on the doorstep of a church, that, that you might be able to uh, receive uh, some food. I and see. so that's why uh, they were coming to us out of desperation. And you didn't have any program like that set up. You're like, we're just a church. Absolutely not. Yeah. I would uh, I would take people out one by one <laughs> to uh, the pizza shop around the corner and get them some food and buy them a couple groceries. And wow, uh, so. it got to be uh, quite a lot of time that I was spending over at the pizza shop around the corner. And so no we um, we received a, an anonymous donation from um, from someone who said uh, we'd like you to use this money to better the community around you. 
and we um, we did a little research about the area, discovered that there were no um, emergency food programs in our zip code. Yikes. And uh, it explains why people were coming to us, that's mm-hmm. for sure. Uh, and so we, we, we started one, and, um, and it was really about trying to go and meet the need, the existing need that was in the neighborhood. Greenpoint has a, has, has a 35% poverty rate at the time. Um, that's gone down a little bit in the last couple of years, but it has a, a very high high poverty rate. And, uh, and so the, the work that we've done has just grown and grown and grown over the years. Wow. It's so funny. Um, Greenpoint is maybe not the first borough or neighborhood of Brooklyn that you might think to be um, so needy in terms of, you know, hungry people. I, I don't know. I think of, you know, cool shops and... <laughs> cool pizza places uh, and so forth um but you know that's just one of those wonderful paradoxes of new york it's like that everyone's living next to each other your neighbors maybe uh so much so much uh make so much less than you and so forth so i mean greenpoint hasn't always been trendy it's only been trendy for the last five or six years uh um, the the church that i serve uh couldn't find a pastor for 20 years before i came um, they had had a pastor for three out of those 20 years, and it was just merely because nobody wanted to come uh, to Greenpoint. Nobody wanted to. It was to a combination, I think, of the, of the G train and the, the environmental situation, but Gre- Greenpoint was just so un- decidedly uncool. And, and as a result, like in the 70s and, and 80s, people wanted to leave Greenpoint, and people left Greenpoint in droves. Um, and, and so the folks that were left were, were, were people who uh, were predominantly working class and... Um, and, and many new immigrants would come and, and settle in Greenpoint. And so it has a, it has a history of being a, a, a much poorer neighborhood than a lot of people realize um, when mm-hmm. it comes to the, um, the economics of, of living there. Especially, uh, we serve a lot of people who have lived in Greenpoint for, for their whole lives. Um, many of them have, have worked uh, jobs that didn't come with any kind of uh, retirement plan. And so they're living on Social Security alone, which is why we have so many retirees. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say that, that of any um, subcategory of, of, people of people who come to yeah. us, it's, it's a lot of elderly people. Yeah. And, uh, and most of them work, work their whole lives a lot, um, a lot in uh, construction. Uh, the men, a lot of women have been um, domestic workers, and, and they just don't have, have enough to make ends meet. And then um, the other thing that... that compounds the problem is, is a lot of uh, folks make just enough that that they don't qualify for food stamps or they only qualify for for very um. minimal food stamps um, if you are receiving social security um, and that that provides you maybe fifteen hundred dollars a month of income which with the rents going up and the cost of medication if people have to make a decision about how to make ends meet between paying the rent paying for medication or paying for food most people will cut back on on food to the point at which they really are hungry, mm-hmm. um, and so that's that's why we uh, why, uh, why we end up serving the numbers of people that we that we have. I mean, on, at, toward the end of the month at our at our food pantry, we'll serve between 500 and 600 uh, people, um, and that's providing groceries that that would um, probably be about nine meals, so maybe like three days of yeah of, of food. Um, and it's 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 nothing totally fabulous. I mean, fortunately, we've partnered with a number of um, local CSAs to be able to get um, fresh vegetables. And um, there's a great program funded by New York State called uh, Produce Link that um, 
the uh, HIPNAP program, which I think is what hum hunger nutrition assistance program from New York State, funds where we get um, vegetables uh, that are trucked down by by local farmers. Mm -hmm. um, and so during the the spring, the summer, and the fall, we're able to distribute a lot of fresh vegetables. But the, the and that's the, from like picked up or leftovers that weren't picked up and stuff like that right. from the CSA leftover that's CSAs great. and um, and then and then the produce link, which is sort of a a giant CSA for nice. food pantries. Um, I like that. themselves. It's really and and, and 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 it's really awesome to be able to go and, and give out um, good good tasty food. Right, I know, and, and it's also great for volunteers to be able to cook with these nice produce. Oh yeah, the oh, volunteers love it, <laughs> love it, love it. But uh, you know the, the the canned goods that we get, which are the the federal um, programs, which have been cut phenomenally. Yeah, um, we took about a seventy to seventy five percent decrease. Now, what happened here? And that was in just the last year. In the last year, in the last year. So, um, as the recession hit, mm -hmm. um, the Recovery Act provided additional funding to the U.S. Department of Agriculture, and the USDA runs a program called TFAP, which is the let's see now I'm forgetting the name of it, but it's, it, TFAP is what it's called. And okay. basically, the the Department of Agriculture goes out and um, and purchases food from farmers, um, American farmers, and so it's a it's in some ways it acts like a farm subsidy, okay, um, and then distributes the food to uh, to food pantries across the nation. Um, when the Recovery Act um, funding dried up, it went back to its regular levels and maybe even decreased a little. Um, and so as a result, we had received the previous year, I think something like a hundred between a hundred and a hundred and ten thousand dollars worth of, of food through, through TFAP. And it's things like canned corn, canned beans, um, uh, orange so. juice. I mean, very, um, very basic staples. Um, and this year I think we, we probably got about $19,000 worth of, uh, TFAP, TFAP food. So this must've really stopped up your, your operations there for it, a moment. And yeah. Like, it was a really hard year next? in terms of, yeah. of being able to find it because most food pantries around around New York, especially, rely on on TFAP for probably about seventy five percent of the food that we we give away. So you had people coming, not enough food to give. Correct, yeah. and uh, people had to be turned away at the door or something. Or right, just, that's, and, and people when we run out, counting, we run out. Yeah, coming for for a long time and just couldn't rely on it anymore that's, yeah and and, and as the person whose whose role it is to make sure that we have enough stuff that's that's really how i see my job making sure we have enough volunteers making sure okay. um that people find out that that we're available in case they need to come for food and then making sure we have enough food itself um it was a real challenge it took every ounce of my uh of my brain and my ability to try to figure out how to um how to make sure that we could go and, and find food and and we we managed to get by um but it was it was an especially tough year we got by because um, because of these CSAs and because of okay. these uh, produce programs, so we ended up giving out a lot of a lot more fresh fresh produce. We added um, several commun local community gardens um, produced garden uh, produced food for us over the summertime. That's great. And so um, while we didn't have the optimal level uh, in terms of, of volume, we did pretty well um, just by uh, by being really creative and and, and asking for help. Right, uh, which is the, the the main thing that that I've discovered is we just we just need to constantly be asking people to help. Right, um, whether it's uh, volunteers to come and and anyone can volunteer. We make it really easy for for you. We see part of our part of our, our mission in in the neighborhood is to um, to be able to empower people who want to be of service to be of service. Um, there are a lot of organizations where you have to. Uh, 
basically sign your name in blood go you know <laughs> sign up that you're, that you're going to come for for a whole year and then so go through a huge yeah. training program um and it's really fun hint hint yes there. it's well, really fun it's, to cook in this fun uh kitchen in this church it's like it's like nothing else really it, I mean, it's yeah, the best thing fun. ever. It's it, you know, no matter how cranky you are, if you are cranky, if you are depressed, if you are sad, if you are suffering from heartbreak of a, of an awful terrible breakup, if you uh, if you don't know what to do with yourself, if you haven't found a career, if you're thinking that you're uh, you know that tomorrow is not a bright day, come and hang out at the soup kitchen because it's some of the most fun people, yeah. doing um, some really fun work, and you never leave, no. you, you never leave sad, you never you never leave angry. I mean. And it's a team effort. We got to turn the stuff into food now. Go. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, and you get to be creative, and yeah. um, and there's always room for for more people. There's always ways to to be um, to be creative about figuring out what to do. So one of the one of the challenges that we face is uh, how do we um, how do we make sure that we have enough food for uh, a, an ever changing number of people? You never know how many folks are going to show up, and you never know how many volunteers are going to show up. And uh, that was most evident this year um, at Thanksgiving. Everyone loves to volunteer at Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. um, which is great. And I don't, I don't want to dissuade anyone from, from <laughs> feeling as though again. they want to come to a soup kitchen <laughs> on Thanksgiving. Yeah, d- but come again. Um, and, and then we, uh, we got a phone call from, from someone from Time Out, and, um, and from a writer from Time Out, wanting to go and list us in Time Out. And I had said to him, I thought I was making this great deal where I, I really wanted him to do a sidebar about all of the other things that people could do with their desire to help at Thanksgiving without having to come to a soup kitchen or a food pantry. Yeah. Because uh, so many soup kitchens and food pantries are, are basically run by wonderfully kind um, older church grannies. They, they mm-hmm. don't answer the phone. They don't have email. They don't have a website. And, and, and they get inundated with folks who want to help. So how can you actually really be, be of service? Um, so I wanted this guy to go and write a little story about it. That didn't happen. Instead, he listed us front and center as the best place to, to volunteer for Thanksgiving. Uh, so we, we ended up with, with, with 100 additional volunteers in a, in a building that's probably about 2,000 square feet on, the, on the, the main floor. And a kitchen. How big is the kitchen? And you got to fit the people that come to eat. Yeah, exactly. It was, it was crazy. We were so fortunate, though, that the church across the street, which is much bigger, um, let us go over there and we made we made a hundred pies nice. so we froze all of these these pies for the future and we gave uh, like 30 of them to another church that was having a, a, a different thanksgiving oh, cool. um, day event and, and and we had it was really fun how um, fun is that i was really surprised the number of people who came who had never made a pie before hey you learned which something was awesome so this is the place to come to learn how to cook meet other people meet other people really good looking volunteers i <laughs> You know, as an aside, if you want to come and yeah, if you want to come and meet and meet a really cool altruistic foodie, this is the place. So anytime, all you have to do is show up anytime on uh, Wednesday between three and seven thirty. If you happen to like to do dishes, you will get (laughs) extra karma. You will get like stars in your crown in heaven if you want to come and do some dishes. Um, We serve the meal between six and seven p.m. and we'll feed probably between sixty and seventy people at the meal. And then also going on, on on Wednesdays, we'll make up bags of food uh, for the food pantry, which are then distributed on Thursdays. So if um, if you want to come and volunteer on Thursday, it's any time between 9 and 5. So you get to choose which like, so you get to day, choose. different tasks. It, keep it, you know, keep it different. If, if, if you're not into cooking, you, you can just, I, I love making up bags of food. It's very, um, That's fun. it's like an assembly line and... Uh, you get to you just chat the whole thing, yeah, or or, or meditate, or meditate. You can't really mess up. It's it's also a place where, like, if you if you're looking to feel affirmed and to feel like, hey, I can really make a difference. This is the place to come. Um, 
because because people are really um, distributing not just food, but actually like a lot of love and compassion. Definitely. Um, and uh, you mentioned because I did get your email seeking, you know, help because you were mentioning I have to just talk more about it and spread the word. Ask, ask, ask more for help. And I remember that email came around, oh, maybe like right after Thanksgiving. And uh, you're like, I took a deep breath and it was a big deal to ask this news, uh, uh, this email list of how many people, like maybe a couple hundred or so. Yeah, I took every person in my contacts list and sent out an email, which I'm sure I must have like all the people I had contacted to buy things on Craigslist must have gotten the same email (laughs) uh, from me saying, hey, we really need some help. Yeah, no, but I mean, and it worked and you guys got a great you know. We got a, a wonderful response, and so the, the the thing that's kind of scary for me is I I'm terrible at asking for money, and and I've just had to I've have to go and summon up the courage to be like, hey, we I need to go out and you beg do. for money basically, and I beg so because, so that so that other people don't have to, right? The people who have who have begged many instances for their lives. I mean, the guys that you see who are inebriated in McCarran Park, like all, all the folks who you see regularly, who you wonder like where how do they get by. Um, are the people that we that we care for, and and I don't, I, I'm willing to go and and, and ask for help, um, right. so that so that they don't they don't Please have to. Please do. I was just thinking it was so funny because that same day I think I got a dozen or so emails from different big retail chains asking me to buy something. <laughs> you know, it was that time of year. So uh, yeah, keep on asking. Yeah, and and anyone who would like to donate um, money, we would we turn your money into food and um, it's a really phenomenally awesome process. The food bank of New York allows us to go and purchase food for, um, for between 10 and 18 cents a pound. Nice. Which and is you know, really every awesome. cent of that money that you donate is going right to the needy. Uh, it's a, I'm, I'm really proud of how lean an organization we are. Like if I, if I had a lot of money and I, I kind of wish that I did, uh, <laughs> I used to be a, a financial advisor before nine 11. There's still a part of me that wishes I were, were, were on wall street because I could get a lot more done. If I just had a little bit more, yeah. more cash to give away. But, but now every cent, it makes every a difference. Cent and it so really goes like it's, there's not yeah. a lot of overhead at all. We're really, really careful about how we spend it. And, um, and, and we have so many people who volunteer and give of their time that um, I would say the biggest resource um, that that allows us to save a lot of money is is just the the tremendous number of volunteers. So if people would like to go in and and um, donate, it's um, greenpointchurch.org backslash give. Um, we're working nice. on a website just for the for the soup kitchen, and the food pantry. But for right now, we're still running out of the, the kind of granny. Website. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, yeah. <laughs> kind we of are. Like we're very granny. Style. We're, a, we're a mom and mom shop. I All like right. to say. We'll and, check uh, that out. Yeah. Um, we'll be right back after a short break. So I'm sure there's lots more to say. Thanks. Zach. Well, I don't mind stealing bread from the mouths of decadence, but I can't feed on the powerless when my cup's already overfilled. But it's on the table of fires cooking And the farming babies with slaves are working The blood is on the table and the mouths are choking I'm going hungry 
Back on Let's Eat In with today's guest, Pastor Ann Cansfield, who has um, helped many people not go hungry. Like the song, good choice there, Jack. Um, for four years at Greenpoint um, Soup Kitchen and Food Pantry, those are two like a technical term. You like a you were explaining before that uh, one aspect is a food pantry and the other aspect is the soup kitchen where you actually serve the prepared food. So what we discovered in our in our research back when we when we started <laughs> doing this is that um, there were two different genres of people who were hungry in our neighborhood um, or categories of people. One um, one category were folks who either were homeless or um, or lacked kitchens. And in Greenpoint, there are several large um, SRO buildings, single residence occupancy buildings. Uh-huh. Um, there are also a lot of there's a lot of old housing stock where in many instances they don't have a, a working kitchen, mm. especially some of the more uh, nefarious landlords don't keep the kitchens actually able to be running. Oh, so no. people who don't have a kitchen, um, which would include uh, homeless folks, and um, and for them we figured that that it, the best way to to help them would be to have a prepared meal, and that's why we have a soup kitchen, which is a dinner, and then uh, food pantries provide groceries. Um, and and not prepared food and and that goes mostly for folks who have uh who have kitchens and um many instances are our families um are also a lot of come all together right? yeah that's that's always a nice way to enjoy a meal with others in your community and your whole family perhaps and well and, and we're really hoping especially the, going yeah, yeah especially at the dinner um which i i um long for a day when we when we go out of business but until then I would love to um, to expand so that we could be open more days. Um, one of the things that that is a is a dream you of ours is to long to be out of business because because people are yeah fed. people people would be fed <laughs> yeah exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, but until then, I would long to actually be able to be open more days. And yeah. um, and as part of that, we're we're looking as I mentioned uh, to you earlier, we're, we're looking at expanding the size of our kitchen. We we cook in a really small kitchen, um, but you know one of those one of the big questions is you know what are these people gonna eat next week you know but it's amazing the amount the of food day. that you guys produce out of that small little church kitchen it's it, pretty yeah. impressive congratulations thank you thank you so um and i know tell me more about this uh collaboration you did with um a temple in the community the temple in the mosque yeah so yeah. uh we uh it's like the interfaith food the greenpoint interfaith food team and team. so yeah, that's um, cool the uh, one, one of the, the moments where we where we reached out and asked for help, um, some of my f- my friends who uh, it was really just a group of friends actually the there the, there was a guy from the from the synagogue which is a which is a small but uh, growing synagogue and I, I highly recommend it to anybody it's the uh, congregation of Israel which is the, um, the synagogue in Greenpoint. And um, when I first arrived in, in Greenpoint, they were about as, as small as our little church was. And that's the only synagogue in That's Greenpoint. the only synagogue. Okay. And uh, so the, some folks from the synagogue. Uh, the so, only mosque in and town. And the only mosque in town, okay. uh, which is the Greenpoint Islamic Center. 
um, where the uh, there was a fellow who uh, who who was a part of there, and um, and so the, the the three of us at the beginning, um, a fellow from the from the mosque, a fellow from the synagogue, and I, we were, we were just buddies basically, <laughs> and and we had done some nine um, eleven uh, services and some Thanksgiving services together. Um, well, they they came together and said, hey, you know, what what, what can we do? And um, and and the group grew with with um, interest from from the communities. Um, unfortunately, uh, the the imam uh, had to had to leave from the from the mosque, um, and uh, and so there's a new imam who I, who I have yet to actually uh, meet, mm-hmm. um, and that's that's been slowing us down a little. And then, um, but the 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 group uh, kind of has worked with things that that interest us. So right. the their um, the youth group from the from the mosque comes and volunteers. And um, the the synagogue had started a, a garden in the back That's backyard right. of the synagogue. This great An edible garden, edible garden that they've been working on, and um, and and so um, it's one of those things that we're looking to expand. Um, I, uh, in the midst of starting a, a soup kitchen, a food pantry, my partner and I also had um, two children, and so that has <laughs> between the, the chaos of all of that. I, thank you, thank you. It's my uh, my daughter Grace's first birthday today. In fact. Um, but oh, what a special day for little so, girl. Uh, taking her out for pizza here at Roberta's. Nice. But uh, we haven't had as much um, as much of a chance to, to work on that um, together. But it's been really um, a great model for collaboration along yeah. um, along interfaith lines. I think that's lines. very uh, inspiring. And, and a lot of too. people say, "Oh, um, you know, what, what what do you guys? How do you how, how do you do interfaith work?" And I and I think. Um, the best way to go and meet people who are different from you is to do something together, not right. like sit around and have a debate about Jesus, Muhammad <laughs> and, uh, and Moses, but like actually just make some food together some and food serve together. some food together and, and enjoy really awkward religious moments together. Awesome. Um, like where you're just like, uh, one day someone had, um, had, had, had made a, uh, a, a rainbow sponge cake and okay. I don't even know if it was in June. Is it like and those like Italian like layered cake? No, no, no. no. We're talking like vibrantly oh. gay rainbow sponge okay. cake. And oh, the, uh, oh, I see. The, yeah. Mm. So the imam's wife was next to me, and she really, she really politely was like, "So what's with the cake?" <laughs> and I'm like, "You mean that really gay cake?" And she's like, "I wasn't going to say that." And I'm like, are, "Are you are you asking a question about me?" She's like, "No, no, no, no. I wouldn't do that." And I'm like, "Yes, yes. You know, like." I'm Aww. gay, and that is a very rainbow cake. And, and it was this wonderful moment <laughs> of actually being like, I did not make that super gay now, rainbow now eat cake. The cake, and let's just but, enjoy you know, it. Yeah, it was a really fun <laughs> time tasty. of like, of just being like, hey, this is this is. It's always it's okay better to, to explain get to know things one. through food. I through think food. it really was, and um, and there are, I can think of so many other moments of of like just various people coming together of different backgrounds. I mean, mm. the volunteers are from all over the place and, and our and our guests are from 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 all over the place do you have like a favorite meal that stands out um i think I, I definitely know that our our clientele will love any meal that involves um a fair amount of meat particularly mm-hmm. made in a in a polish tradition oh and um and one of our chefs is actually um uh, uh from uh slovakia i think is her family background and, and so she makes Oh shoot! Now I can't remember what it is, but she like a but sausage, like a sausagey something or another, okay. and they love that. <laughs> I actually really enjoy um, Thanksgiving um, just because nice. I I can handle making a turkey. I'm a terrible cook myself, so okay. so, so I turkey, I, I kind of understand what's oven. going in. Yeah. <laughs> um, we have a, a veggie uh, chef who is just 
phenomenal with uh, with what she can do with fresh vegetables. And so that's um, useful because I've you gone from like being a, a, lot. a non-eating veggie person to loving vegetables. And, nice. And I'm really proud of the food that we serve. Like it's really, really delicious, and and it feels so good when the uh, when the folks leave. As they're leaving, I like to to you know kind of greet them as they come and greet them as they leave, and um and and, and when they actually say this is the best food we've had, uh, <laughs> this is really great. That's awesome. Yeah. And I always joke that there's a money back guarantee. <laughs> So I um changing topic a little bit. Um you admitted that you're you think that you're not a good cook. I, I kind of doubt that. But um what do you think would be the most awesome romantic date meal in your opinion? See, I am I really don't I it, it doesn't have to be something it, you cooked actually. Yeah. Huh? I would I, I would I would go out to the to the to the lobster joint in the neighborhood. Lobster. Like, yeah, lobster. Yeah, I that's think. fun. I would go lobster. Or just because it's one of your favorites? Yeah, but like, I'm just, I'm such a, like, I, I cook like a bachelor. Like, if I were going to cook it, it would be like mm-hmm. a lobster ravioli that I had purchased at the grocery okay. store, to be <laughs> honest. I mean, I'm, I'm really, my New Year's resolution is to eat in and cook for myself. Actually, you've inspired me. <laughs> well, well yeah. you do a lot of related activities. Let's yeah, just say. I mean, I'm somebody who used to, like, up until this past, uh, up until eating food, reading uh, food rolls, mm-hmm. I, I would, I would eat like a Slim Jim and then go out to 7-Eleven and buy a taquito. <laughs> And uh, and that has now changed this last month, and uh, I am no longer. I've purged my Slim Jim collection, and have no longer. It was very sad yesterday. I went and looked at the taquitos, but I'm like, uh, never again. <laughs> um, but I I really like lobster. Lobster is a good one. Lobster, yeah, in any form. But I, I, I'm a big fan of a lobster roll. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Although I will admit, my favorite romantic date, and this is you're gonna all laugh at me. Um, have, have you ever have you ever gone to the Costco's up on the uh, East River in uh, on, on Vernon? Well, no, no, I haven't. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, if you're really broke and you okay. need to have a very romantic a hot date, dog? The, no. the, the, yeah, the dollar fifty hot dog and soda. Nice. And then you go out and you can sit in these cute hot little. Dogs. They they have they have great uh, benches and you can watch uh, the river. I mean, it's actually really. It's a, <laughs> I didn't know it's that. It's a fabulous little place to go, and there are fishermen who are off fishing. It's a cool little park that they have over there. Oh wow! All yeah. right, so, while so you a do whole your date for less shopping. than five bucks. Yeah. Grab a, and then you can go Costco shopping for the soup kitchen. We always need China plates oh, and recycling you? bags. You always yeah. need China plates. China plates and okay. recycling bags because you guys have to wash the dishes. Yeah, and well, you. the China plates. No, 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 not China plates. China. The, they're the thicker paper oh, ones. Oh, sorry. Because unfortunately, with the thin ones, that if you're not Soupy, so steady okay. on your feet, you'll will go all oh, over no. the place. <laughs> Yeah. You sound like this comes from a lot of, a lot of experience. cleaning experience. Yeah, so so thin ones, while they're appreciated, we usually have to triple them in order to make sure that they don't Gosh. go all over the place. But it's all the sorts of plates. needs at the at the soup kitchen. It sounds like. Well, so I do. I spend a lot of time at Costco. But, okay, uh, I see. So that's like a nostalgic place for yeah. you. Yeah, yeah. Fair embarrassingly enough. enough. True. True. I also that. like I also like salad with real. goat cheese. Now that I'm thinking about it, salad with goat cheese, with goat cheese and and, and dried cherries. Mm. All right. Well, um, we'll have to do another volunteer soup kitchen day. That would be awesome. I think that'd be fun. Make some of Anne's favorites. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So um, thanks so much for being here again. Thank you and all. And do check out GreenpointReformChurch.org. Yeah. Right? No, just reform, uh, GreenpointChurch.org. Church.org. All right. Sign up to volunteer and make something tasty this new year. Just swing on by. All right. Thanks. Thanks. I die each time I eat this sound
Thanks for listening to this program on the Heritage Radio Network. You can find all of our archived programs on heritageradionetwork.com, as well as a schedule of upcoming live shows. You can also podcast all of our programs on iTunes by searching Heritage Radio Network in the iTunes Store. You can find us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter for up-to-date news and information. Thanks for listening. On December 17th, Typhoon Sendong dropped over 180 millimeters of rain in less than 24 hours and caused severe flash flooding to the northern Mindanao region of the Philippines. The cities of Iligan and Cagayan de Oro City were hit the worst, and the area has suffered severe damage and human loss. 654 people have been claimed dead, hundreds more are missing, and nearly 100,000 Filipinos have been displaced after the floodwaters destroyed everything in its path during the late hours of the night. The city's power and water supplies were shut down for nearly 24 hours, and many Filipinos need your help. Xavier University is accepting donations to help those in need. Please visit www.sendongrelief.org for more information. That's www.sendongrelief.org.